0: Grant, I, I know sometimes we don't like to pull the curtain back here too much, but this is literally the first time we've spoken to each other in the last two months. Yeah, I mean, other than like textual communication. Yeah. So why have you been avoiding me? Well, you never uh, responded to the bouquet of flowers I sent
1: to Video Lab.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Media Lab. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, that's maybe why I didn't get it because you sent it to Video Lab. <laughs> With all those VHS tapes. Uh, I will say, though, the stuff that I did receive, the edible arrangement was beautiful. I could have done it with not being in the shape of your penis, but, but I guess that's where we are. We got to use gherkins for something in the edible arrangements. Ugh, why would I want to have pickles and pineapples? That's disgusting.
1: Well, the the little bumps on the pickle really match the penis. That, that is that is true. <laughs> I always tell people if they kiss it, it'll turn into a beautiful prince. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So basically, I'm saying my penis would turn into another man <laughs> attached to me, just
0: above my balls. Good lord, that would be a that's a nightmare waiting to happen. If if you could though, if you could be. In a like Freaky Friday sort of situation, an abomination of Freaky Friday, if your penis were to turn into another human man, who would you want most to be that human man? Jamie Lee Curtis. That is not a human man. I, I, I don't know
1: how she identifies. <laughs> okay. But I don't know how, how they identify. Sorry.
0: Oh. Come on. Oh, my God. Horrible. You have to turn in your, your libtard card. I'm drinking Arizona uh, Arnold Palmer's. Yes, our long time sponsor of whatever <laughs> this sponsor. is, uh, Arizona Ice Tea, who has still never responded to any of my tweets I've made about them, only yours. So, not that I'm bitter that's about why, that at all.
1: That's why I get the free Arnold Palmer's.
0: Yeah, that must be nice. Yeah. I was talking, I don't know how much you actually watch any of my YouTube videos, but you may have noticed that. A young man named Matt Mort has appeared in a couple of them over the last few months, and uh, he did not know what an Arnold Palmer was. What a horrible kill him! Yeah. All right, all right, sorry. I'll be back in just a few minutes. One second. But yeah, no, I watch uh, I watch most of the videos, but not right bad. now because you're,
1: do- you're doing the uh, you're doing the book movie stuff. Yeah, that's right. Now I gotta wait till I see the
0: movie. I mean, you don't necessarily have to, but yeah, if you want to go in completely completely blind and not knowing anything about the film, it's probably a good idea. I've been really enjoying it. I have to say, just to talk about myself for a moment, um, and actually, I will talk about myself, but what we should do is introduce everyone to the show. So welcome, everyone, to whatever this is. This is the podcast where two guys sit down and discuss you know, whatever this is. My name is Kyle, and I am talking to Grant Will Never Make a YouTube Video Tingly.
1: You know, uh, what I would call the Freaky Friday situation with my uh, genitals, I would call it what dreams may come.
0: That's what I would call it. It's a beautiful painting that you're allowing people to step into. Uh, What I was going to say about what I'm doing now, if no one is aware, I've been making YouTube videos for many, many years, but only recently I've just decided to really niche into something to really focus my energies on a specific topic and what I came up with was I want to talk about books and then their film adaptations which takes a lot of research and a lot of time to do uh, as we will discover in some of the things we're probably going to talk about in this episode Uh, but I'm glad people have said that they are enjoying it but that's only a few of my close friends so I don't really know if that's true for the viewing public as a whole
1: well of the of the newer ones i've seen a couple uh because i had seen the movie Mm -hmm. like i haven't seen the boy erased one yet and i really want to get to that one
0: yeah but you know that's going to take me nine years to see it
1: uh as a but the the spider verse one i really enjoyed
0: oh thank you yeah yeah. except for the weird moment where it cuts to black for no reason which i still have not figured out what happened there but and because
1: I i don't know much about um the spider verse in the comics at all right so you're actually uh, doing a good educate to me.
0: Yeah. Well, let's jump into that, because I think there's a lot of stuff to talk about with, with with Spider-Verse. I got to see this advanced screening of it, so I get to lord this over, people. I got to see it a week before everybody else, because I'm special, I suppose. Uh, but it's, a, it's that animated film that's out in, in movie theaters now, and it's really the origin stories of Miles Morales, this secondary character that was introduced a few years ago. I guess 15 years ago now, I'm saying a few years ago, but quite a while ago, and it became just a huge fan favorite, and people have wanted that story to be told, and they're doing it in an animated film version now. And well, now a franchise, even. Well, yeah, basically now a franchise. Well, I, So before we get into the actual like the movie itself, I just want to talk about some stuff like surrounding the movie, which I think is maybe just as fascinating to me. So first... This is the very first time that an animated film has been released into theaters that has starred Spider Man. Definitely, you can go into Netflix and find animated films, but they were like direct to video or direct to DVD, that sort of thing. This is the first one that's been released into theaters. It's done by Sony Animation because they still retain the rights to a lot of these, these characters and not directly Marvel related. Um, first off, I guess there's a bunch of questions I have, but first off, why do you think it's taken this long for there to be a full length animated feature of a superhero being released into the theaters? Probably the last one was what? Like mask of the phantasm back in the nineties. Yep. So why, why did it take so long grant? Tell me. Yeah. It was a, it, that was the prequel to the mask even didn't know that. Yeah. Right before, b- b- before Jim Carrey put on the mask. So mm-hmm. not many people mm-hmm. know that. And then that mm-hmm. was actually a prequel to mask uh that the rocky that, dennis story the, yeah. correct yeah, yeah 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 i think the
1: the 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 makeup that is put on uh eric stoltz i believe is played by willem dafoe <laughs> I, in that movie is the 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 mask
0: paint makeup i can't prove you wrong by willem dafoe. i can't prove you're wrong no, that's because it's true <laughs> uh, but yeah why do you think it's taken this long grant do you have any theories ideas
1: well, I mean, I, you know, uh, you can see with DC, they didn't need to
0: true because they, true. they
1: have that. They, they are the, basically the, the cornerstone of superhero direct to, to video, uh, adaptations and they haven't been willing to make them. I don't think any of their animated movies are more than 75 minutes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're all really short. So they just don't feel a need to grow into that. Uh, Sony should have done this a long time
0: ago. Yeah, I guess you're. I guess that's not something I had considered, but I guess you're right. If you're not rocking, if it if it's not broken, why fix it, right? Like, why rock the boat if the uh, the demand uh, is working and you're making money off of it by just going direct to video? Then, then, then why try it? Uh, even though I, I I'm saying straight up, I think some of those DC animated films, although yes, only like seventy five, eighty minutes, I think could have had a theatrical release if they wanted to. Yeah. I think they're good well, enough they- to be there.
1: They they should have been doing the release uh, of those, you know, just New York, L.A., you know, just try and be a little bit of a disruptor in the animated movie
0: Oscar race. Well, yeah, not only that, but I mean, we've seen it pretty much dominated by like Pixar. Uh, there is, of course, DreamWorks animation and stuff like that here in North America. Occasionally, you'll get like the uh, uh, Miyazaki films from Japan that'll that'll break big over here. Um, and you'll always get in the animated category one of the like the European films that nobody has ever seen <laughs> nominated just because it usually is beautiful animation that they're that they're using. But definitely yeah. this has not been something that DC or Marvel has actually tried to do before.
1: Have you seen the
0: new Lars von Trier, uh, Trier uh, animated feature? No, I swore off Lars von Trier here a few a few years ago. I just don't want to watch any more of his films. Yeah. But I don't know why I brought that up. I had a joke barreled and then it left my brain as I
1: dropped my phone on the ground.
0: Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. It's probably the part where they cut off the person's vagina in that animated film that I kind of just uh, decided not to watch it anymore, which has actually happened in one of the movies I've watched from him. So no, thank you. I've, I've seen a lot of crazy stuff from his movies. Mm-hmm. And he's also a Nazi sympathizer. So, yeah. Uh, what do you need? I was just just going here to box office mojo just to see, because the Spider-Verse 1, into the Spider-Verse, I should say, uh, topped the box office here. It is two hours, by the way, so it's longer than some of those DC animated films. By a lot. Yeah, it's in the north america it grossed 42 million dollars this past weekend it's already gotten 20 million dollars world wa- or, uh, from foreign or, do- or non-domestic markets so it's definitely going to make its budget back very handily because it, apparently its budget is 90 million dollars for an animated feature which is i would say kind of high do you think i don't know i don't know how to well no, it's, that's kind of mid-range really... i guess nowadays 90 million dollars there, there was a really complex
1: process for this animated movie because each different Spider-Man had a different animation
0: style. Right. And I'm
1: actually, so they're co- trying to yeah. mold all that stuff together. I'm actually was also they,
0: convinced. and I don't know how you would even do this necessarily with a wrench, with a wrench. Yeah. Uh, just squeeze it in there. No, but I, I felt like some of them were even in a different, like, I, for lack of a better word i don't think this is the right w- wording but they look like they were in a different like frame rate or something like that almost like definitely yes different animation styles i could see that but they also just like moved differently i don't know how to explain it it was just an interesting way to do the animation
1: well i mean that wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if there was different effects going on for different people to cuz you know the anime animation is a lot more fast paced and a little bit jumpier mm-hmm for the only the like
0: the 15 seconds of anime <laughs> <laughs> animation they had in the in the movie. Well, sure, sure. I thought that that meant that's all that you've ever actually seen. That's the only anime you've ever ever watched, but
1: No, I I I there was this one vampire anime that I saw a million years ago when I was like 14 15. Mm. Um That was the first one and the only one I saw for a long time. And then I saw some here or there, but now definitely
0: Castlevania. Oh, I was going to say, Castlevania is probably the big one that most people have seen here recently. Or, uh, like, Last Airbender is is close. It's not actually true anime, I guess I would say. But uh, we're getting off point here, Grant. Um, I love the fact that they decided to go the Miles Morales route with this film. I think it's good that they didn't try and just do another Peter Parker story. I also... In a weird way, love that Sony is kind of—I mean, it's not a, a, like a complete fu to Marvel, but it's like actually the toby Maguire films are what's canon in this this animated universe, and nothing to do with the actual Marvel universe at all. uh Although they could easily bring that in as a like another universe that they could travel to no, if they I, wanted to. I, but I'm pretty certain that
1: the Marvel films take place in the multiverse. Yeah. Venom takes place in the multiverse. They're all there.
0: Yeah. This is this is a great like backdoor pilot almost in that that regard. Right. It's like, hey, all of this stuff can actually still exist and make sense because of this whole multiverse theory that they actually introduced, uh, which is also uh, something that we've talked about forever on this show. It seems like every time we bring up like a superhero film, we always bring this up, which is isn't it nice to have a film that doesn't really have anything to do with with the greater Marvel universe. It's just its own individual thing. That it's his own one shot that it doesn't need to involve yeah. the, the grander narrative. It is the David S pumpkins <laughs> of superhero movies. He's his
1: own thing. That's right. <laughs> but I just imagine if they brought in uh, Tom Hardy, and he Brad Pitts from Cool World into the Spider-Verse, <laughs> yeah, right. right? And he's very I, mean, I just want to say like, that
0: sucked in. that is probably the first time anyone has referenced Cool World in the last <laughs> decade. But yes, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I think they can easily bring that up. In fact, uh, no spoilers yet. But there is an after credits sequence. The best post-credits sequence. It's real good. Period. It's real, real good. But I honestly, I was convinced when they were setting it up that that's what they were kind of going to do. They're either going to bring in the Marvel universe or someone from Venom or something that they were going to do that type of crossover. Uh, this is not what happens, but that's what I thought they were setting up uh, for a few seconds before I figured out what was going on.
1: Well, it was it was about as important to the story. Well, it's a little bit more important to the story than the shawarma scene. Uh,
0: yeah, no, I would agree with that. <laughs> Because <laughs> there is some implications yes. to the whole universe. But clearly, that was a joke. It was a joke. It's just meant for a joke. But man, was it a good joke. <laughs> real, real good joke. Um, so Yeah, there was there was one person in the theater laughing. Me. And it was you. Now, Grant, uh, not to bury the lead here too much, uh, but I loved this movie. And you hated it. You hated it so much. You thought it was the worst movie you'd ever seen. <laughs> I'm putting words in your mouth. But you didn't like it as much as I did. I know that.
1: Well, yeah, I... You know, I, I I liked it. I thought it was. Now this is where I'm going to be hedging my bets a little bit. I thought it was one of the most well-executed comic book to movie, mm-hmm. uh, comic book movies ever made because it w- was bringing a comic book to life. Yeah, kind of like what Zack Snyder attempted and failed at with Watchmen. Even though I like Watchmen, but yeah, I like Watchmen. Uh, but this one is clearly, you know, this was a comic book made into a movie, and it's really good. But I I'm not. I gave it three and a half or four on letterbox and everybody else is saying this might be the one of the best movies of the year. It's, you know, it's definitely the best animated
0: movie of the year. It's up there for me. And I, and I mean it, I mean, I felt like I was like completely overblowing it. And then I saw other critics, not that I'm a critic, but I saw critics, uh, giving, it that much praise i'm like okay so i'm not completely crazy here then because i thought it was really really great it's definitely going to be in my top five it probably won't get like my favorite film of the year or my top movie of the year uh, i think it's definitely should be in the running for best animated feature of course at all the award shows but i think it should get a run at best picture specifically uh, at the oscars if you're gonna have 10 nominees anyways i think it deserves to be in one of those 10 slots Yes, of course. And I mean there's a few different reasons for this. I mean, absolutely. I'm a little bit biased because of being a huge Spider-Man fan. So I like that they were able to honor this hero and um this be able to portray it in, in the best possible way. When when I was reading comic books as a kid, I always envisioned like I always wanted there to be a, a a theatrical movie that I could go and watch. And I always envisioned that as an animated film. I never really envisioned it as a live action film, uh, mostly because the time I was growing up, there was really no good examples of of uh, superhero films like at all. So I was like, it has to be an animated film for it to work. And this kind of encapsulated why they're able to do this more innovative action sequences, I think. Um and just kind of go for broke a little bit more. However, I think that what Tips Over the Edge for me is the emotional resonance where we're not seeing the Peter Parker story again. Uh, as film audiences, we've now seen that a few different times. But- well, and they made, they made that a, a plot point, actually, by mm-hmm. they
1: did do the Peter Parker stories again, but for about five seconds each time. Right, and like, they kept
0: redoing it over and over. Right, and- which is <laughs> like made for great a comic effect. And I think Miles does have like a very similar story for sure. Uh, I mean, uh, uncle that he that he is very close to suffers a trauma, gets bitten by a spider. Like, there's all these things that are they're similar. But what is different for him? Uh, and there's actually uh, spoiler alert. Uh, there's another quick video I'm making about this topic that I'm probably gonna upload either tonight or tomorrow. Which is that what is different for him? is that he is not the first Spider-Man. He's the second in his world. So it's not him like taking up this mantle and being like, yes, with great power comes great responsibility. That's there, but it's more, how do I live up to this example that has been set for me? I I have to follow the best, and how do I achieve being the best uh, as the second person out? And that's just a, a different thing. It's a different thing that you have to contend with.
1: Yeah and and uh, of course being his um his Uncle Ben moment is obviously when Peter Parker passes away in his arms. Mm-hmm. Well, not in his arms but basically enough, you can yeah. say that close enough. And uh and he gets to see what the hero you know Peter Parker was defiant till the end. He didn't cower in fear right. uh, from Kingpin and Kingpin uh tried to make Spider-Man kind of like you know even kind of like whimper and look weak right but peter was just still cracking wise as i think you would say or kevin smith would say right right.
0: oh and bringing that up too that's what i love about this is that once again maybe for whatever reason people who adapt stories that have the kingpin in them just know how to write the kingpin really well because i think the daredevil on netflix rest in peace uh did this really well with the Kingpin character. And in this case, yes, he is absolutely portrayed as evil. He is the antagonist in this story. And yet at the same time, I kind of get it. I kind of understand what his point of view is, and I understand what he is trying to accomplish. I mean, well, it's like the, bi- the Big Hero 6 antagonist had a
1: very similar story.
0: Yeah, similar. Like I, So I understand why you are bending towards super villainy, I don't agree with it, but I understand it at the very least. So that just makes an interesting villain when it's not just like uh, to throw another Marvel property under the bus maybe a little bit. If we go to say something like Guardians of the Galaxy, the first Guardians of the Galaxy, Ronin is what? I'm a bad guy and because I do bad things, and so I want to destroy a planet because I'm a bad guy. Like That's basically his his thought process and his motivation where whereas this is just a little bit more resonant and i think the other big thing for me too is that i've just always been attracted more to what they call the street level heroes which is they're not going into the mystical or into the cosmic uh, or into the supernatural like dr strange these are people that have to deal with like love and relationships they're helping the people that have their purses snatched on the street they are very much a part of the cityscape that they live in and they still are part of that community while also being a superhero at the same time uh so i don't know there's there's a bunch of stuff that's kind of woven into that
1: yeah when you're when you're looking into to uh a show a dc show uh arrow right arrow was so much better when he was a street level hero Uh, But then every once in a while, you know, all of a sudden Constantine's there Mm. and, you know, the, you know, Rashad Ghul would be there with his Lazarus pits. And you're like, this isn't working anymore. Right, right. (laughs) It's like he was a street level guy. And especially when uh, when he lost his fortune in spoiler for a show that's been on the air for 10 years, uh, (laughs) he lost his fortune. He was forced to become even more street level. Because he didn't have didn't have the ability to have the, all the gadgets and gizmos aplenty. Who's it and what's it to
0: galore, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, what, uh, So what didn't work for you necessarily?
1: Well, now this is where it, I find that I'm just going to be a a fly in the ointment. <laughs> There's not necessarily anything in particular that I could pick out that was bad about the movie. I just didn't click with me. It didn't just didn't meld with me and i thought maybe two hours is a little long mm-hmm. and i thought there was some slow bits for me but i'm also not a spider-man super fan yeah so maybe that was part of it for me um i never i mean i like spider-man but i've never been like oh yeah spider-man oh yeah
0: it's <laughs> so, never been macho man either apparently no, but I but I have died
1: on in a car accident a couple
0: times, oh, okay, good. So you do have that that you can empathize with, yeah, so,
1: um, but yeah, I just thought it was a little long. and but now you get you start to get into those those weird things where maybe it was a personal thing. Maybe I didn't get enough sleep the night before. Sure, you know, maybe my head was in a weird space. This is obviously a movie I'm gonna see more than once,
0: yeah, I mean, i'm I've definitely been there with you though. there's been movies that have just like I haven't really. Well, quote unquote, haven't gotten, or I see people's reactions to it. I'm like, I don't get it. What? How are people like reacting this strongly to this movie, for good or for bad? And then a few years later, I might rewatch it. I'm like, oh, what? I, for some reason, this is just hitting me in a very different way now that I just didn't expect, or it just didn't do it for me the very first time, and now it's a. Uh, Now it's creeping up there for me. So maybe that'll happen to you. It doesn't have to. Not everything has to be for everyone. So it's not like I have to (laughs) convince people that this is a great movie. It was definitely a great movie for me, though.
1: Well, I mean, it's obviously a really good movie. And it should be in the conversation uh, for best animated movie. I don't know if I'd go as far as you and say best picture. But if it makes the run at best picture, then you have to be going, you know, Black Panther
0: yeah, no, should Barely probably
1: no. be in that conversation too. I
0: I thought and, this was better than Black Panther personally, but that again,
1: that's because you're uh, racist. Damn it, I can't say you're racist anymore because <laughs> he's black.
0: <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but yeah, you're right. Uh, what I also love, I, I've mentioned this now a couple times in the videos I've made, but I feel like the worst kind of um, hypocrite because I constantly decry like. V- I don't know excessive capitalism you know like just scrounge every last dollar out of those people who cares uh about them personally and yet I want Sony now not only just to do a sequel to this movie but I want a spin-off of every single spider person that was in this film I want a Spider-Man Noir I want a Spider-Gwen I want a Spider-Ham I want the Penny Parker one the anime version of this movie like I want all of them and I want to see them all (laughs) because I think they picked their like the best characters to bring in from the multiverse to focus on because i think they could all actually helm their own film
1: the thing with spider ham yeah because it's uh what is his name nick cavanaugh i don't know what his name is anymore right
0: now what like no 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 no. spider ham the the guy that voiced
1: John Mulvaney, there you go. I was thinking Mick Mulvaney, and I'm like, no, that's the new chief of staff, right, I right.
0: think. <laughs> How weird would that have been, though, if it wasn't Mick Mulvaney? We got him for Spider-Ham. It was a big get for Sony. See,
1: now with, with uh, John Mulvaney, you can easily make John Mulvaney go to a TV show.
0: Oh, I, I agree with that. I I thought so they picked just... the like the absolute best person to voice that character. He He yeah. nailed it. But I was saying,
1: like, you might not get a spin-off Spider-Ham
0: movie, oh, no, but very not. easily you could get a Spider-Ham TV show. Yeah, that appears on, what, Disney XD or whatever the channel is called nowadays. And so, um, uh,
1: but I would, I would, uh, murder somebody for a Spider-Noir.
0: Yeah, you being the um, big you Nick know Cage fan. I love,
1: I love that guy. Yeah. And, um, but, uh, f- this is the rumors I've heard. The sequel is going to focus on Miles and Gwen's relationship. Yeah, that's what I've heard, too. And also, they're also uh, aggressively... Um, trying to open up uh, a spinoff without Miles as quick as possible.
0: Oh, like with whom though? So,
1: I don't know exactly. Okay, um, you know when you hear stuff from you know Latino movie reviews yeah. or whatever that Latino,
0: place called? Uh, yeah, Latino reviews, isn't it?
1: I don't even know anymore because I just have everything as like bookmarked in my sure, phone, sure.
0: which is <laughs> like great. Phone they, usually, gone, they usually the actually gone. do break pretty good uh, superhero news a lot of the time. Yeah.
1: So, you know, so, you know, I, I read the stuff on there and I mean, the only really, in, uh, in you know, focused details was on Spider Gwen and, uh, which is good. They obviously changed her name to Spider Woman. Right. Because going around with your name in your yes. superhero name doesn't really make awful,
0: sense. Awful way to hide your identity. That is for sure. Uh, there is. Yeah, that's actually um, an interesting pairing because in the comic books, Miles and Gwen absolutely have a romance, but it's the Gwen on his world. It's not this version of Gwen Stacy that uh, has a relationship with him, but I I like that. It's a neat way to cross those bridges a little bit and honestly are like two huge fan favorites in the Spider-Man lore. People love Spider-Gwen. People love Miles as Spider-Man, so it's neat that they're going to do some fan service stuff, Grant. (laughs)
1: It's, and the thing that keeps bothering about me about Haley
0: Steinfeld or whatever her name is okay. is she keeps doing good work. Oh, I just I was like, where are you going with this? It's like she's God. awesome. I was like, oh, okay. And
1: it's just like what you know, every, you know, um, what is the edge of edge of eighteen?
0: Oh yeah, that was a great movie. I like that a lot. Love
1: that movie. And she was in
0: uh, True Grit. What the... And she was in oh yeah
1: True Grit. She was in the uh, bef- before. I don't know, whatever that... I can't remember anything anymore. But the, uh, the Mark Mark Ruffalo movie, where it was about music and stuff oh. like that. She played Stoddard. Right. Begin Again? Yeah, Begin Again. Mm-hmm. But now the great thing about Penny Parker is you know who created her? No. Uh, his name is uh, Wyatt. <laughs>
0: Hang
1: on one second. I'm pulling it up. Everything's going so slow on my computer. We were talking about this earlier before. Uh, Jake Wyatt. Uh, he's... Um, he was the one that uh, did the art for it, and he's been known around the world. But Gerard Way is oh, the person who right. originally came up with the concept of her, and he's of my chemical romance yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: name. And uh, on Netflix, very, very soon, you're going to see a miniseries called The Umbrella Academy, which he also wrote for the comics um yeah his his backstory is
1: pretty fascinating if you ever want to google him but he you know so he wanted to be a comic book artist that's what he wanted to be a
0: comic book writer so okay grant stop the podcast for a second okay this is only between (sighs) you only only between you and us okay no one else is listening uh no i'm gonna be be very no one else no one else is listening that is true (laughs) i'm very vulnerable with you here for a moment um i was a really big my chemical romance fan weirdly enough i
1: I could not – if you had a – if you would have given me five people on a list, you were one of them, okay. and you told me to guess which person uh, was the My Chemical Romance fan, yeah. you, you would have been
0: my hey, fifth pick. I bleed black forever, okay, Grant? Uh, Anyways, like about 10 years older than everybody else who was into My Chemical Romance. Like people who are normally in it were like in high school. I was in my mid-20s when I was like super into My Chemical Romance. It's a red flag right there. Actually, I shouldn't say mid-20s. I was in my early 20s when I was in, into My Chemical Romance. Uh, be that as it may, I got really into them. I researched Gerard Way as the internet and Wikipedia was beginning to be more and more popular. And I discovered that, that he was wanting to become a comic book artist. Uh, do you want to know a really awful fun fact about why he didn't become a comic book artist originally? Um, because he
1: broke his hamstring.
0: No, he got off the bus, probably not off the bus, but I'm going to tell it like that's the story. He got off the bus in New York City. He was going to go to all the different comic book shops like Marvel and DC and Image and all the other ones that were out at that time to show off his work. Uh, Do you want to guess what morning it was that he got off the bus to do that?
1: Well, I would say... What, July 7th, 1941, the day that would live in inf- infamy? Correct. Pearl you were, Harbor. You're
0: absolutely yeah. right. No, it was uh, September 11th, 2001. Of course, yeah. Uh, when that happened. And he saw the planes hit the buildings and he was like, fuck it. I'm going to go start a band. And that's what he did. <laughs> uh, and then it became super popular and then came back to comics after that kind of fizzled out. So that's your way, everyone. And he does some good work. So you should go and support him. They're, my Chemical Romance is the one that did the Black Parade song, Correct,
1: right? yes. So that was for like a year. Every single time that I was seeing next to a car, they were playing
0: that song. Right, right, right. I mean, I, I just like their commitment to their costumes <laughs> that they would wear. I saw them in concert when they came through Calgary in like 2000, gosh, 2006 or something like that, probably. Something wasn't there, wasn't there like a marching band? Yeah, yeah. Well, my favorite thing going on, favorite thing as being a huge Broadway fan, there is a song on the Black Parade album where, as backing vocals, is Liza Minnelli. And that just tickled me so much when that song came on for the very first time. I'm like, wait a second, that sounds like Liza Minnelli is singing on this, and it totally was.
1: Um I was going to uh tell you this before we started recording but might as well tell you now because I forgot. Um on the uh the late late show mm-hmm. uh with James Corden. Sure. Who I, I I by the way I can barely stand the show. <laughs> what, say what, why? I just want to know the why. Well it, it's it's like he, he's like a a fun dip, right? That candy where you have the stick and you dip it in the sugar. It's like, sure, the first lick is fine, but then you
0: have a pound of Yeah, and then go-through. after, like, five of them, it's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm done with yeah. this, actually. <laughs> but he had Emily Blunt and Lin-Manuel Miranda yeah, I, on. Yeah, I saw the clip already this morning. Yeah,
1: so they did the whole, you know, what, 12 musicals in five minutes or
0: whatever. Yeah. Um, this is a good segue, but I don't know if there's anything else you want to talk about for Spider-Man. Uh, Just the surprise
1: cameos of a one Oscar Isaac yes keep your keep your ears peeled for Oscar Isaac Uh, and even Chris Pine because I when when Chris Pine
0: was voicing Peter Parker did not know it was him Yeah.
1: Didn't know it was him. I just assumed it was Jake Johnson.
0: Yeah, me too. Yeah, 100%. Uh, And then I was on IMDb. I'm like, wait, what? Chris Pine was in this movie? (laughs) Yep, he sure was. Uh, It's
1: funny because if you had to pick somebody that's a responsible actor versus somebody who is not a responsible actor, you could easily be like, yeah, Chris Pine. Yeah. And then Jake Johnson. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Totally makes sense. (laughs) The out of shape. (laughs) Peter Parker. Yes. Jake Johnson. Perfect. Yeah, that's great. Oh, the responsible in shape has everything under control. Peter Parker. Yeah, Chris Pine, of course.
0: Um great this also continues my theory that Chris Pine is so much better as a supporting actor than a leading actor. But maybe that's just a unpopular opinion. I don't know. Well have you seen The Outlaw King yet? Uh is that the Scottish thing? Yeah, where he plays uh Robert De Bruce. Yeah, I'm probably not going to, but is it good? You don't want to see his penis? I mean, kinda, but not enough (laughs) to watch that at all. If Chris if Chris Pine had Twitter right now, I would I would tweet
1: him and be like, my friend just kinda wants to see her penis he's not on board
0: I like 100%. A, I a full commitment to seeing your penis but i would if it came up in in, in, a, in a conversation oh, oh if it came up yeah uh okay no but i
1: i i, I like the scottish stuff obviously uh he, you know the stuff i've seen from the movie looks like he did a good job but you know how much motivation i have to watch it the fact that i've never seen it yet right
0: yeah exactly it's like there's and i'm scott so much I love there's so that. much stuff coming out it's like you have to kind of pick your bliss a little bit it's like do i want to commit to this thing that i only sort of want to watch or do i want to watch something that i absolutely do want to watch so
1: you you missed my twitter breakdown a couple nights ago where i'm just like there's so much stuff there's so much stuff why can't we just go back to three networks and the movie theaters let's just go back to those things i can't keep up with all of
0: it in a way i kind of want to tell like hollywood netflix uh prime hulu all of them Mm -hmm. just like can we just pause for like two years you have enough you have enough stuff. Just stop for two years, and let's just catch up. Let's all just catch up, and then we'll be good again. <laughs> it should be like a leap year. We we just stop all production of everything for like two years, uh, and then we do like eight years of of content, and then we just have a two year stop where everyone can actually just watch it.
1: But we have we have to we have to write in to the constitution of North America that. You right. you you have to keep your carpenters, your rigging guys, your best boys, your whoever's on salary
0: for those two years that you're not having anything made. Right. I, I guess I forgot about all the other people that would be impacted. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like Chris Pine could go two years without. Right. 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 Joe, the the construction guy, probably not so much. Sorry, Joe. Anyways. Sorry, so. So. I'm a thumbs up on Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and Grant is a medium thumb.
1: It's important though. uh, You know, there's this thing called pot committed.
0: Yeah. In poker. Yeah. Yeah.
1: In poker where you, you have, you have so much of your money in there that you might as well make the call because you're only putting like pot commitment and pot odds and all this stuff that you might as well just keep going. So even if you're not too excited about seeing Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, just see it because you've seen all the other comic book movies. Just see it.
0: Yeah.
1: Just watch. Watch and consume. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you won't be disappointed. I wasn't disappointed. But, I mean, the, I think I went in there also having read all the reviews right. and people saying this might be the best movie of the year. Right.
0: And I saw so I it before it, anyone else did a week before. So
1: Yeah. So, I, I was having a little bit of an arms crossed prove
0: it to me. Prove it moment. movie. I, prove it to me. <laughs> Uh, Okay, so going back to our segue from, like, five minutes ago uh, about Emily Blunt and manuel I saw the new Mary Poppins movie this morning. You know what I have no desire to see? The new Mary Poppins movie that's coming. The new Mary Poppins movie, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I get it. So, quick discussion. What is your relationship with original Mary Poppins? Cousins. What? Cousins. Your cousin. What what does that mean? (laughs) Julie
1: Andrews, uh, my great aunt's uh, daughter.
0: She is not. No, but you
1: asked about my relationship. Oh, okay, was okay.
0: I th- I thought you were gonna blow my mind here in a moment. Like, wait, what? <laughs> um, but with no, I, I liked it. But I mean,
1: I I think I almost like Bedknobs and Broomsticks Ooh, more than Mary Poppins.
0: That is a deep cut, and I might even agree with you in a, in a weird way. I love bed knobs and Broomsticks. Growing up, that's probably what started with my like huge Angela Lansbury fandom. Is uh, Bedknobs and Broomsticks. She is a planetary treasure. She is. Uh, I'm going to be so upset when she passes away. I'm just going to be so hey, Penny, mad.
1: Penny Marshall passed, and that I know, was really upsetting, sad. was
0: really sad. I was not, that was one that just kind of came out of the blue for me. It's like I knew she was getting up there, but I was expecting, and maybe a decade from now.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, it came out that it was... Uh, diabetic related. Oh, that's too bad. So more than likely she had been on dialysis for a while but kept it quiet because obviously the tabloids and TMZ
0: aren't hanging outside of Penny Marshall's house. <laughs> right. No, I can I can see <laughs> that. Just, uh yeah, so Angela Lansbury though, and while, bro- so. talking about Angela Lansbury and bed knobs and broomsticks, uh she makes a cameo in this movie. If you didn't know that is she really? Yeah Angela Lansbury certainly does. Um uh, and she's great. She is for for a 93 year old still has incredible comic timing for a 93 year old i thought it was great um we should do an entire special episode on bed nubs, and broomsticks at some point but uh we'll go past there uh so mary poppins we should, a, we should do a commentary yeah that's a long movie too people forget how long that movie is i think people also forget how long the original mary poppins is it's close to two and a half hours like it's a long movie um the original Mary Poppins, so when I, you know, got to stay at home uh, as a kid, you know. When you
1: were a stay-at-home mom, yes.
0: I was a stay-at-home mom trying to, you know, make things make things work. Uh, working two jobs and uh, not letting the man get me down. Uh, so, like, this is between the ages of, what, three and maybe six or something like that. At least between the ages of three and five. Uh, there was a bunch of, there was a few Disney films that were on Pretty much repeat, and these were not movies that my parents had bought. They had taped them off the television at some point. So one of them being,
1: for those of you that don't know that, that's like DVR, but with yes, if you ever watched the Flintstones, there there is an actual little dinosaur inside this computer screen thing that actually types out everything that's happening on TV. Yeah,
0: uh, you're not far off the the mark there, to be honest. But let's see, it was Mary Poppins, Knobs and Broomsticks, Peach Dragon. Uh, and I think flight of the navigator where you're like, Oh,
1: Oh, Flight of the navigator. Yeah. And
0: then a non, a non, um, Disney film, but the, the princess bride, those five movies, I'm not even joking. I probably watched on repeat. I've probably seen all of those films hundreds of times, (laughs) like at at least a hundred times, each of them probably when when, while I was growing up. So I
1: saw, I saw flight of the navigator a lot. mm -hmm. And, um, and Tron a lot when I was a kid. Yeah, I didn't see Tron until I was an adult. But yeah, so I, I saw it as an adult. and I'm like, w- why? <laughs> why was this movie such a big deal?
0: Yeah, I know. It's yeah, not good. It, it's not great. <laughs> no, it's certainly not great.
1: <laughs> but when you when when I was eight, I'm like. Yeah, I want a thing that I want to rollerblade on a light cycle and and I want to jump through these this weird like my high high light I,
0: I will say, though, I do want to play an a real version of light cycle at some point in my life. They should be able to make that. OK, I,
1: I want you to guess uh, this is the movie that is just finished filming. It's called The Adventures of Bob Buddy Thunder. Yeah, yes. And it's Angela Lansbury's next movie. Yeah, I, I was reading this on IMDb the other Oh, day okay, more. fine. You know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. It's a man finding himself disabled after a plane crash, uh, which caused the death of his new bride, rescues a puppy in the
0: street who will become the fastest racing dog in the world it's while so helping him fall in love again. So dumb. You know who he, fa- he falls in love again with? Angela Lansbury. So it's a really weird movie. It's basically like a Harold and maud meets the Big Shaggy Dog movie. It's uh, it's weird. It's bizarre. But it's got Tom Everett Scott, who I'm a big fan in, of, and
1: he's in it. Tom Everett Scott is in one of the greatest uh sitcoms on TV right now
0: called I'm Sorry. I have never heard of this show. It is on True TV. That's not a real channel. Yeah, I know. That's not a real channel. <laughs> That's where
1: it used to true TV used to be court TV. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> and so, uh, now it has the impractical jokers. That's their big claim to fame on true TV, but I'm sorry is, um, uh, really good. It's, uh, it was created by a lady, uh, named Andrea Savage, I believe. And she was a writer comedian and, uh, she is married, has kids, but her career is her like saying vagina jokes. Okay and so she would be going like in her real life she would be dropping kids off at like kindergarten and then meeting with the other parents and saying inappropriate things okay so that she turned that basically into a TV show and Jason Matsukis oh, uh, like is a writing yeah is her writing partner and basically he plays Jason Matsukis so uh but Tom Everett Scott is is her husband and it's a really great show it is now on uh, i believe it's on Netflix now hmm. so if you have a chance to watch it uh i highly this is uh grant speaks for the underdog and introduces everybody to a channel called true tv (laughs) right (laughs) so yeah it's it's a really great show and andrea savage is a genius talent
0: Hmm. all right i'm gonna have to keep an eye on that uh this is all to say that I was a huge Mary Poppins fan. It meant a lot to me. I watched it so much. I knew all the songs. And, I mean, everyone knows all the songs. Like, it's it's ridiculous to think. It was the Sherman Brothers, the, the, the writing duo, and they wrote a lot for Disney films back then. Just, like, how they knocked every song out of the park. Like... Out of the whatever there is, like there's twelve musical numbers or something like that in the original movie, and I'm I'm pretty sure nine of them, at the very least, would be considered like classic songs. Like you could probably mouth, you probably know most of the words <laughs> to those songs if you just started singing them right now in a group full of people. So it's my amazing. favorite.
1: Mary Poppins' song is Skinnamarinky
0: Dinky Dink. Oh, my God. Skinnamarinky doo And uh, that's I for the Canadians. That's a, for the Canadians in <laughs> the audience. will understand that joke. Uh,
1: no, it, it was on TV down here when I was a kid. <laughs> is it really?
0: Sharon, Lois, yeah. and Bram crossed yeah. borders? All right. Uh, Lois is dead. De- they're still the touring, by the way. Yeah, no, they got they replaced her with somebody. <laughs> One of the elephants actually stepped in. Um, again, only for Canadians in the audience <laughs> will understand that joke. Uh, So uh, anyways, I went and saw this new film. It now has I I think it's broken the record now for for how many back mountains it's done. No, for the length of time between original film and sequel, which is what is that for 50 some years since the last one came out. Something like that. It was like sixties in the in the beginning of the sixties. I don't know. I think the Old Testament and the New Testament had a bigger difference between per, the two. Actually, I think the one that was holding the record beforehand uh, is 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 a Wizard of Oz, and then there was another movie called Return to Oz in the eighties, which was a, uh, also a close to fifty years difference. And if you have never seen the movie Return to Oz, do yourself a favor, watch that movie and be like how was this made and what is going on in this movie? It is bizarre. It is like, I don't know, buck wild. How, what that movie is like,
1: Funnily enough return to Oz is something that Boz Lerman has to get painted over his front gate. Almost nightly.
0: Right. <laughs> return to Oz, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Go back. All right, we're done. Um, so here's my quick synopsis. How many good movies has he made? I think one. I've never seen
1: Romeo and Juliet. Oh no, uh two. Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet and uh I've never seen uh, Strictly
0: Ballroom, which a lot of people Moulin like Moulin Rouge. Uh, I liked Moulin Rouge. I did. Uh, I'll be one of those people who who will uh admit to liking Moulin Rouge and then I've not liked a single thing of these made sense. So <laughs> I tried to like his Netflix
1: show but I'm like, what? 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 This is this is he's like have you ever heard the, the 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 dream about this? These three guys were sharing a bed together. The guy sleeping on the
0: left oh, thought he this was is called my Saturday Night Grant.
1: <laughs> so the guy sleeping on the left dreamt, dreamt that he was getting a handjob. Guy sleeping on the right dreamt that he was getting a handjob by a beautiful woman. And the guy in the middle said, "Funny enough, I dreamt like I was skiing."
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. So his, his yeah. hands were, were. No, no, yeah. I got it. No, I got the joke. Yeah.
1: So that joke, like the smugness in which whoever wrote that joke is. That's what the get down was to me. I'm just like, this is so smug. Yeah. All right. You know, I s it's like, I see what he was going for. Like I see what the guy that made up that joke was going for,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it just doesn't work. <laughs> and that's why they,
0: it, they canceled that show halfway through the first season. Yeah. It was just too bad. I guess for the people involved, not so much for the viewing audience that was not watching it. Well, the smugness
1: was only compounded because Jaden Smith was in it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, Follow him on Twitter. Yeah, how's he doing? I don't know. I don't follow him on. Oh, Twitter I that... did. Sorry, I misheard you. Oh. Uh, so, okay, I'm going to talk just briefly what I thought about this new Mary Poppins film, and then you can ask me any questions that might pop to your mind. Um, it's hard. I actually have still not rated it on Letterbox because I can't think of the grade I actually want to give it, and it's because I'm kind of conflicted, which is that I had. A lot of fun. I thought that they cast this film incredibly well. I think actually even all the kid actors are really, really good. Lin-Manuel knocks it out of the park. I'm a big fan of his anyways. Emily Blunt, who I've been loving for years. Again, great performance. Shows how well and how good of a singer she is. I love some of the cameos. Dick Van Dyke is also 93 years old and still can dance and do like these crazy things. I was like, the guy is ninety three. How is he jumping up on tables and doing this? Um, anyways, so that's remarkable. Nice to see Angela Lansbury still getting work. And so I was having fun. Um, but I think to your point of like into the Spider Verse, I think it's a tad too long. Uh, where I never felt the original dragging as much as I did with this one. Uh, I like. Well, I haven't seen I haven't seen the original in so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I- like it might. Might have
1: that drag to me now, maybe
0: i rewatched it here recently uh because I'm gonna be making a video on this, of course, because I'm basing off reading the books and base and talking about how it compares um so I actually did like how this movie does bring out some more stories of the Mary Poppins storybooks uh in kind of interesting ways by the way, Meryl Streep also shows up for like four minutes in this movie, <laughs> and she'll get, probably she'll get the nominated. Uh, game Judy Dench Oscar win yeah right. So, anyways, I liked all of it like i it was fun. I was having a fun time uh at the same point, like I said, a little bit long um i don't i i don't I just don't know how to put it into words i think I think what the biggest thing is, honestly, is that there's just no way to live up to the songs from the first one. This is absolutely like it's a musical. this is a movie musical, just like how the original Mary Poppins was. Except for you can you can beat feeding the birds. No, you can't. Do not say that. That is an amazing song, Grant. How dare you? How dare you? (laughs) When I
1: when I when I as a kid, I would be like, "Oh, fast forward." Oh
0: my gosh, no! That's so beautiful. It makes me cry every time. Anyways, so there's nothing I think that rises to that power. I don't. I think, save for one song, I would say that none of the rest are really all that memorable. And so I think that does drag it down a little bit. And I think. I don't know. If if you look at the original Mary Poppins character, if we're just looking at the movies, I'm not going to even bring the books into this. If you look at how Julie Andrews portrayed uh, Mary Poppins, one of the most bittersweet things is at the very end of the original film, like she looks at them, they're having fun, they're flying she the kites, the children. and she murders, murders the, the children. children. And I'm like, how do you make a sequel out of that? Uh, no, it's, she looks like kind of over there and is sad because like, well, I have to leave now. Like she's... Uh, she leaves and i just don't like when she returns back there's this it's a magical sequence of her coming back into the lives of some of these characters but it uh it um when she leaves again spoiler alert if you didn't know that she was going to leave again in this film i don't know if there's that same impact we don't we don't i don't think we feel as an audience that same impact that you do as you did in the original film i also think i think they did an interesting thing and i actually like it that they did it this way overall, about how the original kids in the original film, uh, they are now technically adults in this film. Of course, not the same actors, uh, but it's George... Well, yeah, because of that horrible uh, heroin overdose at the cast party of Mary I Poppins. Mary the Poppins. First Actually, weirdly enough, the, the boy from Mary Poppins did die at 20. It- <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Uh, not from like any drug-related thing. Uh, I forget what it was. It was like an accident of some kind anyways. He, Yeah, so he's passed away. The girl is still alive, though. Um, And I'm forgetting what the kids' names are in the original film. It's Michael and Jane. So, yeah, Michael and Jane. Uh, So they are now adults in this film, and uh, Michael is dealing with the fact that his... Wife passed away, and he now he has these three children that he's trying to raise, and he's almost going to lose the house, and so there's all this stuff going on.
1: So you're you're telling me he doesn't have a cousin called Jesse Kinsopoulos or a really good friend called Joey
0: Gladstone to move in and help raise his kids with him? How how are you missing this opportunity to make a full house musical? Uh, So why I'm bringing this up is that boy is this film. Kind of super depressing, <laughs> and that they're dealing with a lot of heartache. Like you're, you are, this is ostensibly a kids' film. You would think primarily being marketed to kids. I think adults are absolutely going to go to this too. But primarily, this is supposed to be a kids' film, but is like dealing with like uh, you know a, a mother who has died recently, uh, a guy who is like working in like a, a low-paying job. Uh, they're going to foreclose his house. Um, the because this is taking thirty years later, this is like nineteen thirties uh London, so everyone is like super depressed and on food lines and not not at work, and like there's this smog hanging over london like it's just like kind of this weird like dark, gloomy film, and then these musical numbers they pop into is like, boy, this feels like just a weird mashup of tones that you're trying to do um so I don't know it, it's 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 this weird push me pull you thing where it's like man, I'm really having a good time with some of this stuff. And then it's like, oh, really, when you, when you peel back the layers here, this is really depressing what is going on in these people's lives. So that's my my general feelings after only seeing it, what, a few hours ago.
1: Now, th- I have a I have a thought yeah. uh, really quick, and then we'll jump back to Mary Poppins. But Ben Whishaw, do you think he's too much of a casual talent? Like he's really good, but do you think he's ever going to be put in a performance that'll blow people's socks off and get him critical
0: recognition because he's so natural yeah that's actually a great question um here's my here's my uh pick i think he's going to be this talent uh kind of like um oh my gosh i'm gonna completely blank on his name who played the scarecrow Bill Pullman. no who played the scarecrow in the batman begins movie no, oh, Killian uh, Murphy. Killian Murphy, right? Killian Murphy is like always super solid in every film that he's in, but no one knows who Killian Murphy is. Like, really? Like, if I went and asked 20 people randomly on the street and said, Do you know who Killian Murphy is? No one would know who I'm talking about. I think and the same would thing.
1: You would go, have you, have you seen Picky Blinders? And they would go, I think someone told me to watch that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's the extent. Uh, same thing with Ben Wishaw. I have loved pretty much every performance I've seen him do. But again, unless I say the new Q, I don't think people are going to know who Ben Wishaw is. You mean they don't, they don't have cloud Atlas well, on repeat at their house. Yeah. Well, people are not me grant. So yeah, no. the
1: only two people in the entire planet who actually, that really like who cloud like, Atlas are sitting right yeah, here. Yeah.
0: Um, and if you don't like Cloud Atlas, at least get the, the soundtrack. Cause I legitimately think the soundtrack is one of the best of the last like decade. It's so good. Anyways. Uh, so what I'm, what I'm leading up to here, Grant, is with Ben Wishaw specifically is my prediction is that he's going to be one of those actors that is like totally respected and totally well liked for the majority of his career, but won't get like super big acclaim or won't like win a, an award until he's like in his sixties or seventies.
1: The Jim, the Jim Broadbent approach.
0: Yeah, enough, yeah, so. Jim Broadbent or, um, oh my gosh, the Christopher Plummer, Christopher Plummer thank you. Uh, the Christopher Plummer, right? It's like solid performance every single movie, but doesn't win anything until he's in his 80s. So,
1: But I mean, at least with Christopher Plummer, you could pretty much be like Sound of Music guy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so. So, uh, yeah, that's that's my theory.
1: So, but do you do you think uh, this is going to have staying power? Because I don't think Spider Verse is going to have much staying power. I th- I think it's gonna it's gonna make a few hundred million dollars worldwide, mm. and maybe peter out around quarter of a billion, three hundred million.
0: Okay, yeah. Worldwide. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. The quick answer is yes. I think that this is an easy like family pleaser. So I think that families are going to pack in and and watch this movie, and probably maybe even a couple times. So. I see Mary Poppins making a lot of money over the next few weeks. I think this is going to be the Christmas movie people go and see.
1: Now, do you think they're going to make another one?
0: Yes, <laughs> I really do. I think they're probably going to make another one.
1: But would it would it be again? Because obviously, uh, Mary Poppins takes place conservatively 30
0: years. Mm-hmm.
1: Or not conservatively. Yeah, about 30 years yeah. before this one.
0: Yeah, so the yeah, so the original film even though it was like 50 some years ago, like in the fiction of this universe was like thir- about 30 years ago ish, 25 to 30 years ago I think is what it's generally supposed to be.
1: So, but do you think that they would uh come back to the same kids again? Yes. In this, so in this day and age, the same kids, or would, would it be another twenty five years mm. in the future, and they're dealing with grandkids.
0: I guess they could. Like I guess they could go that road. I don't think so. If they were to make a sequel directly to this movie, I think they're going to keep the same cast.
1: I, because I wouldn't be, uh, because what she's been doing for twenty five years, you know. And also, what's going around? What's you know? Imagine if there was internet back then in in yeah, the UK, yeah, yeah. there would be all these videos
0: of this insane lady flying around with a. With a freaking umbrella. Yeah, I mean, as, as, as so often does, the internet ruins everything. Um, yeah.
1: So I think though. She would be hunted and on like the Trump kids' wall, mounted in stuff, sure, Mary Poppins sure. would
0: be. Well, I think that's the. I mean, now having read the books and rewatching the movie, something that I didn't pick up as a stupid kid is that I just like. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Like when I watched the movie as a kid, it wasn't like, oh, she's like a witch or like a magician of some kinds like oh she does like funny fun things happen when mary poppins is around and i think actually that was pl travers's original intention with the mary poppins books but if you read them now it's like oh like there's something going on like she's either some ancient warlock thing like she knows how to talk to animals in the book she can basically do anything that she wants to do she never ages so it's like it's weird <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you would have to contend maybe, or maybe bring that up eventually now in, in the movies. They do make, well, she
1: a... has, so, she has the same technology as Newt Scaramanger with basically, that, with yeah. that
0: carpet bag she has. Yeah, And they make kind of quick reference of that too, which is like, Oh, you have not aged at all in like the 30 years since we've seen you. Um, So it's not like they're trying to brush that under the rug.
1: Well, I mean, if they do prequels, they could, you know, for all we know, she's, as old as the universe.
0: Yeah, it was also well,
1: well. So she could fly down to a cave, deal with some cavemen, help raise their children, sure,
0: and then move on. Uh, yeah, they could. Let's let's do the Logan approach. Actually, like she's just she's ready to retire, man. This is her last <laughs> old man. Old man Poppins. Uh <laughs> uh, her adamantium has been degrading over the last few years. Um, it, so what's really weird enough? So the books take place in the 1930s. The original film didn't do that. It said it, like, way before then. And now this movie is taking place at the time period that the books were written in. So it's just, I don't know. It's an interesting little side tangent about how this has all come to be. Now, do
1: you think there's going to be um, any serious Oscar mention for this movie?
0: Uh, I think, legitimately, Emily Blunt should be considered for it. Um, costumes, I think, are going to probably brought up there for two like art direction that sort of stuff i don't know if it's going to get into any of the uh non-technical awards and not and other categories besides emily blunt that's that's my my sense here at least
1: yeah i gotta start i gotta start digging into the best films of 2018 because there's a lot of movies where they're the leading uh actresses apparently gave really good performances but i'm just so yeah. underexposed this year that i even when I see Mary Poppins, I wouldn't be able to give a proper judgment if she should be one of the five or six nominated well, or not. Yeah.
0: I, I've not seen Roma or the favorite or the other one that people keep talking about that I'm blanking on. But yeah, a...
1: Olivia Coleman getting nominated for the favorite. That is really cool. She's one of those working actresses in the UK. You know, she was, uh, John Watson's, I believe she was, was she, no, she was uh, in Broadchurch. Oh, nice. Uh, so she was the, uh, uh, David Tennant's partner in Broadchurch.
0: I've never seen either that or the U.S. version. So,
1: Which one, What was the U.S.
0: version called? Broadchurch. Version.
1: Oh, so the other one, whatever the one in the U.K. is
0: called. Because they're different names. No, they weren't. I thought they were called the same thing. No, they were different. Okay, well, who cares? <laughs> it, was, it was Broadchurch in the U.K. I, for some reason, I thought it was called that same thing in the U.S.,
1: uh, my friend that I went to a theater school with, and who was my uh, uh, Frau Schultz to my hair, whatever my character's name. Oh, I was Hair Schultz. Yeah, I was Hair Schultz. She was whatever the landlady from Cabaret. Sure. So she was my love interest, and I I get to sing her the love song about pineapples. <laughs> a pineapple for you, Grace Point. It was called Grace Point.
0: Oh, gotcha. All right. Uh, glad yeah, that, that she, mystery she was, was solved. Point. She was in Grace Point. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, I, I'm i probably going to keep thinking about this uh, Mary Poppins movie, but uh, we can we can wrap this up, probably, because we've been talking for over an hour. <laughs> uh, Grant, thank you so much for talking with me. We probably won't talk again until the new year, just based on what I'm going to be doing in the next couple of weeks. And uh, maybe I'll get to actually yeah, I, I've sleep. Yeah, I've heard about your plot to throw over... Uh, throw over the Canadian government. Mm-hmm. Trudeau, Trudeau has to be stopped, and he needs to be stopped. He's now. a madman. Build mad us man. the pipeline. Uh, only Canadians you, will get that joke. If you if you work it
1: really well, you can actually build a pipeline that is set into a wall
0: <laughs> That's right. at your southern border. Two for one, really, at that point. Two for one. Uh, thanks so much for listening. If you do want to get in contact with us, you can absolutely send us emails at whateverpod at gmail.com or go to Facebook or Twitter or whatever pod on those platforms, my own personal Twitter. We can go and even see links to the videos I make is at the Kyle Marshall on Twitter. That's Marshall with two L's. Grant, what's your Twitter?
1: Twitter.com slash Fedgimans, F E J I M A N Z, or Z depending upon what country you're in. So I'm gonna give you two movies, okay? Okay. And you're gonna tell me which one is ranked higher on the Rotten Tomatoes Top One Hundred of two thousand eighteen.
0: Okay, let's do it. Eighth grade or won't you be my neighbor? I'm going to guess won't you be my neighbor is higher. Wrong. Eighth grade. Wow. People hate Mr. Rogers. No. Eighth, eighth grade was
1: eight. Uh, won't you be my neighbor was nine. Both with 99%. So it's just uh, mm,
0: a rounding a error at this point. Yeah. That's
1: cool. Okay. Let's see here. Can you ever forgive me or free solo? Which is apparently an insane documentary about uh, climbing uh, th- the mountain in uh, the Redwood Forest, Yosemite.
0: Can you, can you be my name? Without any ropes. Can you, be my na- or can you be my Oh, my god! Won't you for-
1: can you please forgive me? Yes, can, you're right.
0: Can you please forgive
1: me? <laughs> 14, which I, I thought when I first heard of can you, can you Ever Forgive Me? I thought for sure it was going to come out and be a critical flop. Mm-hmm. I was so convinced of that. And apparently I'm the idiot. Yeah, you're an idiot. Um, Because Richard E. Grant, who I think is an underrated actor, is getting awards mentions. And of course, Melissa McCarthy, who already has
0: an Oscar nomination under her belt. Yeah, might be getting nominated again. All right. Um, Okay, so before we... uh, I have to say this. So for both movies I've seen here last, uh, Spider-Verse and Mary Poppins, I had to see the same trailer, Grant. And it's... Maybe the worst trailer I've ever had to see, and now I've had to sit through it twice. Have you heard about this stupid movie? Oh, I'm gonna totally misremember. Where's my dog? Or my dog comes home? Or oh
1: yeah, right, right. It's 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 a spiritual sequel to the what the the mind of a dog or whatever it was called last year. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I'm sorry. See if where I... where Josh Gad voiced the dog. Uh-huh. A dog's purpose. That's what it's called. A dog's purpose. Maybe. No, sorry, it's A Dog's Way Home. A Dog's Purpose was the one with, uh, was the other one that came out here a couple years ago. A Dog's Way Home is, why is Bryce Dallas Howard in this movie, first of all? Anyways, it is, have you seen this trailer yet? Yeah, of course. It's It's so bad. It is so bad. A, it gives me the entire movie. So I guess that's good. I don't actually have to go and see the movie. But (laughs) uh, I was talking to my friend Nick here the other day. And I told him this story about how it was summed up by the guy behind me in the movie theater because that trailer played in front of Spider Man, uh, the only trailer that played before Spider Man before the movie started was this trailer, and that trailer plays. It like goes to dark, it, like fades to black, and he's just like, "Woof!" Like he's just like, "Ugh!" And it's like, "Yes, that is how everyone in this theater now feels. Like it's so bad. It's so bad." Oh, there's – there was one that
1: I was trying – I was trying to find the story online, but I I read it the other day where this dog that was given up by the owners uh, ran back to their house to bite the
0: owner. (laughs) Now, that's a movie I want to see. That's the movie we deserve to see, all right? All right.